prayer is not just thank you for waking me up this morning. Thank you for this food, Ryder C. Let me use her. And God, thank you for the, this day. Like, yeah. Lord, lay me down to sleep. So to, so to keep. Like, we just, that's all it used to be for me. Let, yeah. for, for a lot of us, let's be real. You wake, you pray, you wake up. You might not even do that. You pray uh, over your food and then you pray to go to sleep. That was it. But you get to a place where you're like, that ain't going to cut it. Yeah. I, I, I need something more. Yeah. Um, and so it's this constant communication with God. Lord, I'm feeling this. Welcome to a Christian podcast, the podcast where we have Christ-centered conversations. I'm your host, Kevin Wilson. Welcome to another episode of a Christian podcast with Kevin Wilson. I'm Kevin Wilson. We're at Freedom Park today, and I got some special guests with me, so I'm allowed them to introduce themselves real quick. My name is Nellie. My name is Asa. All right, so today we are talking about prayer. And prayer, for those that have been in the faith for a while, if you're not humble, you may hear the topic of prayer and be like, I know how to pray. I've been praying my whole life. I've been praying for years, X, Y, Z. Um, and you might miss what God has for you. But um, prayer is truly our lifeline yeah. as believers, right? Um, the Bible says men are always to pray and not lose heart or not faint. And so there's a call to pray at all times and so we're just going to talk about that a little bit um one thing that i do want to introduce that is new if you see this qr code here or if you're online um actually it won't even work online this qr code here if you scan it or anybody that has them on their neck um there's a q a link that you have that you can ask any questions that you want so we'll save a portion for the end and try to get to some questions but throughout the episode um, if you feel like, man, I, I wish they would talk about this, hit that QR code link and you can ask either publicly or it could be anonymously. Um, but definitely feel free to ask those questions so we can try to uh, best answer those throughout the episode. Cool. 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 All right. So um, when we talk about prayer, it's a ongoing evolution, right? Like where you are in prayer right now. Most of us were not there when we first started. Where you would be in prayer a year from now should not, if you're doing the right things, be where you are today. And so we want to talk a little bit about that, but let's get personal first. So what was your prayer life like when you first gave your life to Christ? Like what were you praying? How were you praying? And how is it different than it is now? So... My prayer life was, I felt like at the time it sucked. Like, I felt like I couldn't do it right. And I felt like it was just, it was super hard to pray. I felt like I didn't know what to pray. Um, and then it kind of evolved to as I started, you know, just being discipled and things like that. And, you know, continuing to try, um, I realized that I just needed to, it was just communication with God. And so, um, I just kept trying anyway, and I felt like I was practicing, you know, every day. And I realized that I would take my mind off of myself. And when I would put my mind on the Lord and in his spirit and con communing with his spirit, um, I saw me stop thinking so hard about what to say. And I saw that I would stop saying, um, all the time. And I, it would just be a flow, you know, and it felt like I was just speaking to my father. That's good. So when you said like you, Felt like you sucked at it. Mm -hmm. Talk about that a little bit more. Because yeah. I think like a lot of us have been there where it's like, 
I don't, I be hearing all of them. They be going yep. ham in prayer. Like, yeah. I don't know what that looks like. So talk about that a little bit. Yeah, like, so I was, like, comparing myself to other people. I felt like other people, like, had all of this big language, um, all of these words and all these these and thous that they were using. And I didn't sound like that. Um, and I felt like I had to imitate that, too, when I was praying. And, but it didn't feel like me. So it was just, it was hard. Um and yeah, so that's that's why I felt like it, like my prayer life sucked. Um, yeah, so that's real. Asa, what about you? When I first started, like when I first gave my life to Christ, uh, I was like really young, so I don't really even count that aspect because it was just horrible. I was like 10, 11 years old. You know, if I said grace seven days a week, then I thought I was doing a really good job <laughs> with my prayer life. Uh, I always sort of base it when I got to college because I felt like that's where my personal relationship with God really developed. And it definitely sucked, but I knew how to like, I, at least at that time, I was just consistent. And I think that because I was consistent, I felt like it was a good thing. Now I'm realizing that consistency is key when it comes to prayer. Of course, now I know, but it was probably some of the worst prayers. If I thought about you recently, if I just saw you post on Instagram that I prayed for you and I just thought that I was doing the Lord's work. But uh, I think that it developed just naturally, just based off of consistency, how much, how often. And I think that Nelly brought up a really good point. I think comparison is easily the hardest aspect when it comes to prayer in the church, because so many people look at the next person. And I think outside of just prayer, I think comparison as a whole is just very, very hard to yeah. deal with when it comes to spirituality and spiritual gifts in the church specifically. But I think we see it oftentimes with people praying, how people pray and things of that nature. Nah, facts. Comparison is a huge thing because it's like you start off and you don't know what the standard is yeah. except yeah. other people yeah. yeah which is a dangerous thing because they're like i hear these people do that but you don't know what these people did to even be able to yeah. pray like that mm -hmm. yeah. nobody even knows the sincerity or purity of a person's prayer because it's at, like at one point we were copying other people we don't they might what we hear from somebody else that we're copying they might be doing the same thing copying yeah. somebody else and so some people can re really know how to um pray prayers that sound good right there's certain key words or certain phrases that if you say it's like okay it's gonna turn everybody up right and so if i just put enough of those prayers together i can sound like and the whole church can go crazy right but it's like are we praying the father's heart right yo no i think you that's such a key point because that's something i had to learn when it came to praying publicly uh, because I've, I've been in some positions where I have to pray on the mic and stuff. And I think young, uh, when I was a little bit younger, like I used to think that like, yo, if I already know, if I say this, everybody dealing with that. So everybody goes sort of go crazy. And I think that was probably one of the best mature moments that I had personally was realizing hey, it has nothing, whatever God says and tells you to speak, even if it just hits one person that day, cool, you're good. You really just got to be obedient. I think obedience is such a key aspect of prayer, especially when it's coming to like public prayer and things like that and intercession. So you're right. Thousand percent. Man, I remember. So let's talk about how we get to a place where we're more comfortable with our own prayer, right? Like for me, I remember a few years ago, I would hear people and I would be like so blown away at the amount of scripture that somebody could pray in the middle of their prayer. I'm like, you're in the middle of prayer. You're praying mad scriptures. Like it would just blew my mind because I wasn't there. I'm just used to praying like our father, which art in heaven. Nothing wrong with that. We're going to talk about that. Um, but that was my prayer, you know, I might throw up a little extra whatever, but I'm like, 
that's that's all I got really. Lord, this is how I'm feeling. But I didn't know how to pray um the word. And like if we're talking about prayer, the best thing if you don't know what to pray, pray God's word. Mm -hmm. It's it's literally what he said and you're telling him back to him what he said. And so um God's promises are yes and amen. And we talk about that and we say that, but it's like if you have his word and you take it and you say, God, you said this. Yeah. It's just like a kid. Like if you if when a kid asks to go get some ice cream and it's like, Yeah, we'll get it tomorrow. Tomorrow comes and he's like, Hey dad, yesterday you said that tomorrow we would get ice cream. Yeah. And so the yeah. dad has to now be a man of his word yeah. and, and and go about what he said he was gonna do. And so the same thing with God. God's not a man that he should lie. But and so with that, when we take his word and we understand it and we pray it, God, this is what you said. I have to see it. I'm putting pressure on you, God, yeah, yeah. to do what you said that you would do. Um now we have to trust his timing. You might pray something and it might be in his will, but not today. Yeah. And so if you over here like, God, you said, it's like, yeah, I did, but not right now. Yeah. Um, so let's talk about, yeah, you talk a little bit more about, you talked about discipleship a little bit, um, but like how did you really actually get to a place where you can pray confidently? So it was when I actually started, like you said, like, reading the word um, and praying the word. Um, so practically, I would take a situation that I was going through, um, let's say if it was about purity, um, struggling in purity, I would write down all of the scriptures pertaining to that. And I would go through after I finished writing down the scriptures, I would go through and pray the scriptures and pray that his heart, um, you know, over me uh, concerning that. And then as I would be praying, like I realized like after that, I would start to, I wouldn't need necessarily to be like reading those scriptures anymore, but then things would come to mind. I'd be more sensitive to his spirit now. So um, he'd be leading me in prayer. The Holy Spirit would be praying through me. Um, and so, yeah, practically uh, that's, that's a practice that I started doing. Um, but besides that, again, like just reading the word, um, I felt like I feel like when you, the more that you read the word, the more that you, the more that you study the word, um, that's what fuels your faith, and then that's what kind of, that's what fuels your faith, and then you know you have this well that he's able to draw from when when you are in prayer. Um, it's like, like when you're praying, it, I don't even know how to explain it. Like it's just yeah, there's there's a well, you know, um, and then that's because that's what you're standing on. You can believe you know, in faith, what it is that you're asking for, what it is that you're speaking about. Mm -hmm. Getting in the notes, you good. I'm going to use an unnecessary basketball reference. Um, Stephen Curry, who's my favorite player currently, um, plays for the Warriors, great three-point shooter is what he's known for. Whenever they talk about it, they say, a lot of people say that Stephen Curry ruined the game of basketball because they have all these kids that are trying to do things and that are trying to shoot all of these super deep shots. But the thing is, like, in the summer, Steph shoots, or I think they say he tries to make maybe 500 shots a day and not, like, shoot, attempt, like, make. He has to make 500 shots a day. So if, you know, you're shooting 
that means that you've taken a thousand shots for that day. And that's how he goes about it. That's how he goes through his entire schedule and through his routine. Prayer is very similar because it's a, it makes it easier to pray publicly when you know you've prayed a lot by yourself. So it's easy right. for Steph to take some of these shots that look crazy, that make no sense. But he says all the time, like, these are shots that I literally practice. These are shots that I put in countless reps that I've always done and that you don't see the practice. So the problem is oftentimes when you see people either on stage or praying publicly it's because you don't see the private prayers of where it's just it may not even sound like that it may be very simple shots mm -hmm. maybe very simple prayers when you're by yourself but it's literally based on what you do when you're by yourself when you're in practice so I truly think that prayer is very similar to that it's all about yeah. did you put the work in in practice so then when the lights are on it's just you're only going to do you're always going to go back to who you are you're always going to go exactly back to who you are what you do so if you're used to doing this then you're going to be able to do it when the lights come on the light shouldn't determine what you say and how you Facts. sound. The light should just expose and illuminate what's already there in the darkness. That's real. So this episode is going to be different, right? So, Asa, can you actually pray into that now and pray that those listening, those watching, um, would become comfortable in prayer, that they would be, uh, yeah, that they would become comfortable in prayer through through praying and then just praying to that Okay. Father, we say thank you uh, first for your word, for who you are, for what you're doing. Lord, we even pray right now, Lord God, that you just begin to soothe, Lord God, and give confidence, Father, to your sons and your daughters, Lord God, confidence to be able to speak to you, to be able to speak to the Father. Lord, I even believe that, Lord, you're trying to shake up this aspect of fear, Lord. There's so many of us that have become um, slaves to fear when it comes to how we can talk to you, when we can talk to you. But Lord, I just ask that you allow us to remember that, Lord, you are waiting for so many of us to be able to walk into a spirit of boldness so yes, lord, lord i pray that there should be a consistency that there should be a hunger lord god a hunger and a thirst to want to pray to want yes, to lord. talk to you lord god not just so that they can do Amen. what they heard somebody else do what they heard a minister or a pastor say and how they did it but lord so that they can be one with you lord sometimes it won't even make sense and lord i even uh, speak to what kevin said earlier lord when they pray and they feel as though they don't see uh, um the fruit of what it is that they prayed god i pray that they do not get weary in their well-doing but lord they don't get weary while they're praying but father that they get strength while they are on their knees they yes, get strength lord. while they are in their posture they get strength while they are trying to hear from you lord it does not make sense some of the things that they're praying but lord we believe that god you are uh blessing and you are gracing us as mouthpieces lord for this generation and lord you're allowing us to become intercessors lord that we can literally bridge lord god this kingdom and this uh and this earth lord god into the kingdom so father we bless you in advance for the great things that you are doing creating and birthing and molding different intercessors lord now in your holy and precious name we pray amen amen, amen. perfect so the one thing that you'll hear throughout the episode is that everybody prays differently right i'm gonna pray a certain way and elijah's gonna pray a certain way ace is gonna pray a certain way there's no when you're praying with a sincere heart there's no wrong way to pray right and so there are times where like you gotta learn from somebody, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. So there are uh, seasons when you, especially when you first begin or when you're going into a new season where you may sound like who you're listening to. You may yeah. sound like your pastor. You may sound like your spiritual leader. Um, you may sound like them in prayer, but it's just like anything. You take um, an artist, right? Most artists, they have, they have a favorite artist and their style kind of compliments that person until they get to a point where they're like okay i've mastered the fundamentals i've mastered the basics now i can take 
what I've learned from this person added to the uniqueness that God has placed in me. And now I'm my own now I'm my own work to where at some point somebody might be emulating me yeah. in what I do. Right. So same thing in prayer. Like you may hear certain people pray and certain there's certain people we we all can pray. Right. We all have the ability to pray. And there's no like you pray better than them. But there are certain people that have a gift of being able to move people in prayer. Right. And so there are certain people when they when they pray, it don't matter what atmosphere they're in. It don't matter what's going on. Like people are moved in prayer and that's part of their calling. Um, And so, you know, when you experience a person like that, glean from what you can glean from. Um, Again, we're not in a. We're not trying to copy. Let me do this. But it's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. let me learn from who's doing, who's praying well, who's praying the Father's heart. Um, and just always keep that in your mind. So any, you guys got any questions? I have a comment. Um, I want to talk about like performance. Mm. Like it's, it's prayer yeah. is not a, a performance. It's not about performance. It's not about, it's very easy to, especially when you do pray in front of people. We've been mentioning that a lot. Um. So when you do like pray in front of people, it's not a performance and it's not about like sounding well. And it's easy to also like get in your get in your head like, oh, I don't want to mess up or I don't want to you know, say the wrong thing or I don't want to, you know, sound immature or whatever it is like that doesn't matter. It's uh, your focus should be on communing with your father, like speaking to your father. That's exactly. And prayer is a gift like, you know, we have the ability to pray because of the fact that you know, Jesus died and, you know, he became that intercessor for us to be able to pray directly to our father. Like that's a gift. And so, you know, just keep in mind that like, it's not about anybody else. It's about you and your father. No, I think that's really good. And I think nervousness is a pure part of prayer, especially Mm -hmm. publicly. It's okay to feel nervous when you have to pray like, like it's perfectly fine. And I think we're talking about that level of performance, (sighs) We'd be surprised because I think also people think that if you don't pray that way in private, then you can't pray like super loud or super or it won't be great. I tell people all the time, my prayers in private are probably the most boring prayers ever. I talk to God completely differently. I'm like, look, man, hey, you need you need to do what you got to do because I don't have like my prayers are totally different. And that's OK. You know, and I've learned that I, I don't try to do that. So I think that goes back to that level of comparison, that performance thing. If if ministry is performative, then we're we're never going to be good enough. My one of my uh, I don't forgot who maybe my pastor told me, but uh, early on, I always learned you can't be connected to the crowd you can't be so dependent on the cheers of the crowd and the cheers of how everybody do because one day somebody is not going to cheer yeah one day nobody's going to clap and then are you have you linked your entire worth of your prayer life of your ministry of you being a christian of you being a person to them applauding you because when they don't applaud now am i like you know when nobody comes to a christian podcast or a podcast in the park one week is that now a bad move no i gotta keep going regardless so i think that's the other thing when it comes to performance it's such a fair way like you're you're gonna be upset Mm -hmm. every time because somebody's not gonna yell somebody's not gonna (laughs) react somebody's not gonna fall out and it's okay like you can still pray you're still anointed and all of those things that's good i remember like when i first started praying i would you know it wasn't intentional, but I would listen for the, mm, the mm, you know, <laughs> the affirmation. Yeah, you know, when you pray, you pray for real, and it's like, mm, mm. but like, 
if you don't get careful, you can be yeah. you can yeah, be driven yeah. by that, and you're like, okay, I know that's gonna get the ooze. Yeah. Like I, you know, you start to understand which things make people, mm, mm, and then you look up and you're like, wait, yeah. I'm praying, yeah, out of affirmation, trying to get affirmation, yeah. and it's like, ooh, it's a scary place. You got to reel it back and, and understand that. Uh, it's not performance. Yeah. It is. It's. It's supposed to be pure, yeah. um, pure communication with your father. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and so, how do we fight that? Right. It's just a matter of you got to block out all of that. Like even when people, when I pray, even when I hear the ooze, I'm like, I don't. I don't. I can't let them drive me. Yeah. Cause if I let the if I let the ooze push me. I let the absence push me back, yeah. like where I feel like I'm not praying well enough, and yeah. it's like, what is praying well enough? Yeah. Let's what is it? Yeah. What is, that's not even a thing, yeah. right? If you're praying a sincere prayer, there's no wrong way to pray. Yeah. There's ways that we can teach you how to pray the Father's heart, which we'll do, yeah. but um, there's no wrong way to pray. Yeah, so. absolutely. Um, so have you guys heard of? Because you might. You're probably watching it and it's like, okay, we got that. But how do I know what to actually pray, right? We, you said pray the word, cool, but like, what's the strategy for it? Everything got to have a strategy. Um, one way that I learned at first when I first started praying is the ACTS method. A-C-T-S, right? Adoration, confession, thanksgiving, and supplication, right? Adoration, you start out by adoring God, saying Father, I love you. God, you're great. You're worthy. You tell God who he is. You you give him praise and worship. Um, confession, you confess your sins to him. Lord, I'm sorry for this. I'm sorry for doing this. I'm sorry for not doing that. You you confess your sins to him. Thanksgiving. God, I thank you for all that you've given me. God, I thank you for the fact that I have clothes on my back and shoes on my feet. Lord, I thank you for the car that I drive. You, you give him thanks um, and supplication. Uh, which is last is when you ask for what you actually want, and I think it's important that 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 goes last um, because because sometimes we often go to God, what can I get? What can I get? What can I get? Yeah, give me, give me, give me. But it's like that should be the last thing you do. And there's times where you you know you you have something pressing, and God's graceful, merciful. He's never gonna be like you didn't give me my praise first, <laughs> but. You should go to God saying, Lord, let me acknowledge who you are. Let me give you praise. Let me confess. Let me give you thanks for what I, what you've done. And then I'll ask last for what I want. Um, and he, I'm sorry, go ahead. No, go ahead. And I think one thing I see, man, we're just so... A lot of Christians aren't sober when they pray. And, and I don't mean like drunk. I mean like you're not soberly thinking about God in adoration. Oftentimes we're thinking about whatever it is we need or whatever it is hurt our feelings or whatever we're struggling with and stuff like that. And that's driving our prayer. If if that's driving your prayer life, then we're never going to be able. It's not a true prayer. It's not a it's not a it's not something that I believe is received well from God. If every time the prayer is simply God, I need this. God, I'm sorry that I did this. If that's every one of your prayers and it's never just conversation and it's never just communion, I truly believe that those aren't genuine prayers like we try to make it seem. Mm -hmm. If everything is just, God, I, I really need a car. I really need this bill paid and stuff like that. At no point, if anybody in our lives outside of children 
came to us and everything they asked for, every time they were talking to us it was i need this mm-hmm. you're not going to want that person in your life yeah, that's true. Mm-hmm. and why on god's green earth do we expect god to just treat us and bless us with every single thing if everything is god i need god i need god i need god i'm just grateful yeah. you know and i think that that's just something we oftentimes we're just not sober um or we can be more sober in conversation man that's so real go ahead and that's what i love about that method is like it puts our minds back on the gift giver it puts our minds back on who's our sustainer you know like it puts our minds on on who he is instead of having a lens of okay i need i need i need i need like it i i love that so much because it not only because we can also, you know, do that. We can adore and confess and everything like that and also have a heart of like, okay, I'm just doing this so I can get to my supplication. So so I can get to uh, what I need. Like, mm-hmm. the, you know, it can become works. But um, again, soberly, when we come to him, um, you know, with that heart of adoration, it's supposed to open us up to and begin to uh, have our minds put back on him instead of our situation. That's good. That's really good. So... We got a qu- we got a couple questions in that uh, the Q and A thing. Continue to ask questions throughout uh, this whole episode. But one person asked, "What are some ways you quiet your mind to focus during prayer?" That's a great question because I be in prayer sometimes and I be like, "Oh, what about that?" And we think about this and I'm like, "What about that?" Like my mind be everywhere, yo. Um, so one thing that I do is I try to like keep like a notepad or even like my iPad. I don't like to keep my phone because I, next thing I know, I'm on Instagram. Um, but I try to like keep my iPad or, or a notepad, just something that I can write down the random thoughts. Because your thing is like, okay, if I don't do this thing now or attend to it now, I'm going to forget, which you probably will. So you don't have to fully ignore it, but you might keep a little pad and be like, okay, I'm praying, but let me write this down so I don't forget and get back to it. Um and another thing I had to do is just learn to focus even just through the noise, the noise of life. Um, but then sometimes even the physical noise and like get used to become accustomed to it and like not shrink from environments that are not like we praying in the middle of the park. Let's think about it. Um, and so that requires you to literally lock in with God and say, I know I, I hear kids, I hear this, I hear music, I hear all of this stuff, but it's like, let me just focus in on you. So what about you guys as far as tips on how you focus in prayer and quiet your mind? Um, I think to kind of piggyback off of that a little bit, it's like, it's kind of a fight, right? Like to um, not be distracted um, during prayer and to, you know, quiet yourself to be able to, you know, focus in that moment. Like, um, I can very easily like be wanting to listen to music instead or, you know, like, and even like just to be entertained off of music, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, but you know, instead it's a fight to say like, no, let me turn this off and let me, let me turn on an instrumental or, you know, um, let me turn, turn it off completely. Um, you know, and just focus on what I'm hearing from the Lord, you know, specifically. Um, Mm -hmm. and so, yeah, like, And I'm reminded of that scripture that says um, to set your mind on things above instead of things below. And that's an action like you have to physically, not physically, but, you know, you have to intentionally like set your mind on on things above, you know. Um, So, yeah, that's good. You hit on one thing that I I failed to mention was just like music. Um, Music can be a a tool. God created music. Um, And so 
we don't use it as a as a crutch like if i don't have my music i can't pray but um god created music right for his glory for his um for him right and so and to also help us and so one thing i like to do is like i have my certain instrumentals and certain instrumentals are um different themes are different um they take you to a different place like Mm -hmm. some is specifically for like warfare some is more soothing whereas it's like let me just be with the lord it's like you have different ones you kind of learn which ones are for different um prayers that you're praying or different seasons that you're in um but they can kind of help you be like a constant that you hear throughout where it's like okay i can block out the noise because i have the music and not only that especially when it's done through musicians that know god it can actually push you into that place of prayer um there's a scripture where I want to say it's Elijah, but he was asked to come and, and prophesy. And he says, bring me a musician. Mm. And could he have prophesied without a musician? Yes. But there's something about having that musician play music, musician, follow the spirit of God and push him into um, that that area of of the prophetic realm. And so it's the same thing when you're at home. Find those instrumentals. I got a couple playlists if you join the discord which is also in the link i'll i'll drop it in there um so everybody can have it so is there anything i probably suck at this <laughs> i swear i think i, I think i suck at it hey, that's like, real it just happens like it's, it's one of those things i am the person i definitely have a playlist that i go to i'm consistent with my playlist is my thing um if i'm at the house but honestly sometimes I think what I've learned is there's times where I really just struggle, but I'm distracted in general. Like I am a person that easily gets distracted. What I have to do and really to focus is I'll either turn my phone. I typically won't turn my phone off. I'm, I'll have it face down or something of those natures. Make sure that like the TV's not on little things like that. And then because I know once I get into like that certain level then I'm there, but I just have to get there. So I honestly, y'all let me know what y'all do, please, because I <laughs> tell you, I struggle with it. That's real, bro. It, and I think distraction is one of the enemy's biggest used tools, oh, yeah. but also one of the tools that we recognize the least. Yeah. So, right, we think, you know, you're just scrolling on social media, and that's cool. There's nothing wrong with being on social media, but... It becomes 10 minutes, let me look real quick, becomes 20, becomes 30, becomes an hour, becomes two hours, becomes three. You multiply that by seven days a week yeah. times four a month yeah. times 12 a year. Yeah. The enemy's literally snatched years of our life. Wow. And he do- he's done it so subtly that we don't even yeah. give him the credit for it. Yeah. Let's be real. Yeah. He's behind a lot of that. Yeah. Um and it's not all the guy. I mean, the, all the the devil, but he uses distraction. He's the prince of the power of the air. He, social media, TV, music, all of the things that we use to distract ourselves are tools. We got to think. God has tools. The devil has tools, and so distraction is one of the things that um, can keep you from being where you're supposed to be. Because imagine we just took. Can we it, raise your hand if you spend at least an hour a day on social media? I'll raise my hand. That's an hour for each person. Look how much time in a week the devil has snatched from the body of Christ. 
that we're we're just talking about one hour a day. I ain't I ain't gonna ask. I ain't gonna keep going up because I don't want us to, right? But just imagine how much time he's taking. That's just yeah. Ten twelve hands here. So you know you multiply that and you think about it and it's like man, how much time has he taken? Now. Don't fall into shame. You are where you are. God's grace is sufficient. We're going to move forward. But the biggest thing we can do is recognize it. I'm not just distracted because I'm distracted. Right? We wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, powers of darkness. Right? And so you got to, even in that, I got to pray just to stay focused to pray. Yeah. <laughs> I do. Like, you, you, if you're not, you're going to be, you, Lord, please give me the grace. It's only by God's grace. God, give me the grace to stay focused on you because I need God to even go to God. Yeah. Wow. Because if you approach Him, like, all right, this is, I'm just going to be in my, you're not, you, you, we can't even pray on our own. Yeah. And so, um, it's that going back to that posture of, I'm nothing without God. Even in prayer, I can't do it without you because the enemy is coming at me on all sides. You 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 finally decide to pray. Bring bring bring. You ain't never called me. This person hitting you up. That thing, the phone buzzing, the TV jump like everything goes off when you get to that place that place of prayer. And that's not um that's not coincidence. Um, um I wanna say too, like be careful of like trying to set like perfect conditions or waiting for perfect conditions to pray because that can become a distraction too because like to that point um you know you were saying earlier like that can turn into okay like uh, now I'll wait till later it's too much going on right here in the or in this atmosphere or you know i have this i gotta get done during this time or whatever i'm at work or da 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 i gotta get stuff done right like it can turn into okay i'll do this later then it can turn into oh we'll do it tomorrow and then the next day the next day you know mm-hmm. so be careful waiting for perfect conditions because there aren't any yeah can i say one thing so okay so with that right like i said and i'm similar to asa where i be my mind be all everywhere and so especially when i was coming out here to the park i found i'm in the middle of the episode i don't know what my thought is because it's so much going on so to your point is I actually, it's, it's going to sound ridiculous, but I actually created an environment that's already naturally not perfect. Mm-hmm. And so sometimes I would literally go to YouTube and be like, this is going to sound crazy, but I would find like a New York City sound, um, like it'd just be like an hour of New York City streets. That's crazy. Just the noise of it, right? That is crazy. <laughs> it is crazy. I know it's crazy. <laughs> but I, it would literally be like just... <laughs> Cars honking, people yelling, random stuff, right? And I'll play it in my room while I pray because I had to teach myself how to be able to focus and find God through whatever. That's good. And so I know it seems a little, it is ridiculous. It is extreme. Um, but the point is, like, do whatever you got to do to 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 be able to hear God through whatever. I know, I know, Asa, we, I know it's crazy. But, like, for me, it was just like I had the thought and I'm like, let's try it out and it it helped because at first i couldn't like i would i I would i couldn't focus and as i started to do it more and started to learn how to like block out the noise i got better at it yeah i wasn't expecting that at all uh nelly talks about perfect conditions and man the lord was telling me y'all know we can really make prayer become we can idolize prayer in a very negative way 
and we idolize the perfect conditions of prayer mm -hmm. because we start mm -hmm. thinking that if they're not perfect, if it's not great, if I didn't pray. So like this is something I used to struggle with. So like in college, like I was like, say like, all right. So I had a lot of fun in college, but I still was like, save, save. So I would do my fun and then I'd go like, remember Jesus. Right. So I would pray literally a lot of y'all not like <laughs> an hour. Like, I mean, like, an hour, like, I mean, like, I was praying. I was like, yo. So when I stopped, so when I graduated, I didn't have as much, not even that I didn't have as much time. I just didn't take the same attention. And I swore up and down I was the worst Christian ever. Because I was like, yo, Ace, you used to pray for an hour and some change. You could have kept going. And I was like, Ace, you used to study for hours a day. You don't do any of those things anymore. And I had to realize, like, again, it's not based off of the consumption. It's not based off of the time or the quantity. It's really based off of the heart when I'm doing those things but yeah. because I used to think oh the conditions have to be perfect if I don't pray for an hour then God isn't going to receive it the same way and what I realized was I was creating an idol within myself because I was like if it's not everything that it could be if it's not this this grand thing then it's it can't be anything that god receives or if it wasn't as quote-unquote good that it uh as it was before then again god is like oh you're slack and you don't love me as much this that and the third and it is literally idolatry and it's a trick of the enemy so we have to remember perfect conditions are what are they perfect based off of? Yeah, that's yeah. What are they? It's that that um, when God asked, uh, when God asked um, Adam and Eve, who told you that you were naked? Yeah, who told you that wow. this was perfect? Yeah. What, what are you basing that off of? Mm -hmm. And I think that that's where we see a lot of people struggle. Nah, that's good, bro. That's that's yeah. Because it's like, what's the standard you basing your perfection on? Yeah, that's a good reminder, bro. Mm -hmm. And I think. Um, 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, 16 through 18 says, Rejoice always, pray consistently, pray continuously, and give thanks in all circumstances, right? And if we truly do that, we don't even have time for those thoughts to come in, right? Because there, there's prayer, there's different modes of prayer, right? There is that prayer when I'm in my room and you're in the secret place and it's just you and, and the Father and you're tapped in and it, that's it, right? And then there's times where I'm, praying just throughout the day right there's times where you, uh, you got some of you guys are praying as you're watching this episode right now um i've been praying as i've been listening to the episode and trying to figure out where to go for the next thing i'm not sitting here like father god and then you're not doing that but it's i've been praying in my head to for direction on where to go um and so if you truly pray all the time it doesn't always even need to be that it doesn't need to be that hour-long prayer that's great but it, sometimes you just don't get that in and so you'll walk into condemnation if you're not walking in a posture of always praying uh, there's a quote i think it's smith wigglesworth i never pray longer than 20 minutes but i never go 20 minutes without praying mm -hmm. so that don't have to be for everybody but the point is i'm praying all the time yeah. so if my prayer isn't three hours long that's fine because i've been praying i prayed two minutes ago right and so that's one thing that helped me in college as well is learning wait a second prayer is not just thank you for waking me up this morning thank you for this food water see let me use it and god thank you for the, this day like yeah. lord lay me down to sleep so to so to keep like we just that's all it used to be for me like yeah. for for a lot of us let's be real you wake you pray you wake up you might not even do that you pray uh over your food and then you pray to go to sleep that was it but you get to a place where you're like, that ain't going to cut it. 
I, I, I need something more. Yeah. Um, and so it's this constant communication with God. Lord, I'm feeling this. Lord, I'm walking that. Lord, I'm praying. And as I'm praying, I see this mother who looks like she's struggling. God, I pray that you would bless her. Mm-hmm. Like it's a constant prayer, a uh, place of prayer. Um, and that really you will see a, a huge change in your life when you begin to do that. Amen. All right, let's see. Y'all been asking these questions. I ain't even going to be able to get through my notes. But I like these questions, so I'm going to go with some of them. Can you talk about praying out of emotion? I often get really emotional during my prayer time. This is a great question. So emotions and praying out of emotions is a very fine line. Because sometimes you can um, mistake emotions for God's presence. And sometimes that ain't it. Like sometimes truly when I feel the presence of God, I do sometimes get like goosebumps, chill bumps where I can physically feel the presence of God. But then there's been times where I've heard a secular song and it was just so dope and it gave me chills. Mm -hmm. So if I associate the I get chills with God's presence, that might not necessarily the song might just be really dope. Your brain is literally wired that when you get a certain amount of excitement and it's just hormones, I don't know all the stuff, but. When you hear it, you're like, let me, it, it physically makes your body react to it. So sometimes if you're sitting there like, oh, every time I, I I was in the presence of God and I got chills, that may be the case, but you may just be excited. The music might be dope to you. Um, or the same thing with crying. You might be like, okay, I used to, when I really started to tap in with God, there's sometimes where I would pray and I would cry. And sometimes I would know why. Sometimes I'd be like, oh, do you know why I'm crying, God? You're just so good. <laughs> and I'm, I'm over here, like, balling. I'm in the car, like, I can't even drive. I got to pull over. Yeah. Um, but then there would be times where I would look for that. Yeah. And if I didn't get to that place of tears, I felt like I didn't pray good enough. Or I didn't enter that place where God was. And I'm like, I, I ain't cried today. Maybe I'm not tapped in. Yeah, and true. so it's like, emotions are real. You're not going to be able to experience God and not ever get emotional. Like if you truly tap in with God, even the most stoic, chill, whatever, nonchalant person, there's no way that the father can't touch your heart. Right. But we don't know God by our feelings. We know by his spirit. Um, I thought you were going to say something. I thought so too. Um. Yeah, I love what you said, too, about, like, don't look for the emotion. Um, And I think it's important to not look for the emotion, but also when they do come, um, it's possible that on the other side of that, the Lord could be using that to, um, you know, point you in a certain direction or um, allow you to experience what he's feeling or give you a burden. There was a time a couple weeks ago I was in a prayer service and the Lord gave me a burden. um, just about the body of Christ and I got emotional, I'm getting emotional right now, but um, it, he was allowing me to feel that his heart was grieved for a particular situation um, and things that are going on in the body of Christ. And I took that not as I could have taken it in, in an immature state before I would have taken it as um, probably like, wow, I'm, I'm paying attention to the fact that I'm crying. So I must be so close to God or I must be so intimate or whatever I'm, I must be so tapped in you know but 
um, that that can be a distraction. Um, but if I, I, I in that moment, I paid attention to um, what it was that I was feeling and what the Lord was speaking to me in that moment. And I decided to instead of focus on my emotion, focus on God, what are you saying? Mm-hmm. And then pray into whatever it is and pray against what he was showing me was going on. Um, because that, that that can be a tool, too, that the Lord uses. Yeah, so. that's good. Got anything? No, uh, I think it just goes back to just being sober. Um, I'm that nonchalant type of person. Like, I don't really, like, I tell people, I, if I cry once a year, it's a great year. Like, I don't cry. <laughs> I'm, I'm serious. I'm just not that individual. But I think it helps. And specifically, like, when praying on the altar and things like that, there are some people that are just super emotional. And they're going to cry before they get to the altar, when they're on the altar, when you're praying for them, when they fall yeah. out, all that stuff. Like, it goes, like, when you lay hands again. At, we were at a conference, uh, Kev, and, and you remember <laughs> what I'm talking about. I saw this person fall out, and I, I swear they were not even on the altar. Like, nobody was praying for them. They walked. It was like it was like their seventh time falling out. Mm-hmm. Like and, I, and they would just walk up. And sometimes I realize sometimes people are just emotional. Yeah. And that's okay. Emotions aren't a bad thing. Use them, I think uh, Kev was saying, use them as the tool that they are. If you do become emotional, cool. That doesn't mean that the Lord did his best work. And if you're not emotional, that doesn't mean that the Lord is doing no work. So just remember that either way, the Lord can still move whether you're emotionally crying or not. Yeah. That reminded me, bro. You don't pray outside of yourself, meaning who you are is who you are. Some people are, like you said, are just emotional. Right. And so if you say that and you're like oh why am i crying in prayer you cry all the time you're you're an emotional person right yeah. you, you, i wouldn't my fault somebody somebody felt like i called him out now nah. but that's just but even that is how god wired you yeah. right and so if you're emotional lean into it don't shy away from it because yeah. there's sometimes even myself where it's like i'll be i'll be praying and i get to a point where i start to be emotional and then i i'll i might even stop mm-hmm. but it's like if at that place that's where god is pulling on your heart and that means your heart and your spirit is aligning with his spirit and so um lean into that but again you you know there's spirit and there's flesh and there's soul right and it says the word of god divides between soul and spirit and so if you're having a hard time discerning like is this just my emotion or like you know Go to God in prayer, even in that, and yeah. say, God, I every time I every time I pray, I be crying, um, and He'll He'll give you an answer and through through His Word. So, sure. yeah, that's a great question. Mm-hmm. All right, let's get to some scripture, cause y'all know that's what I like. <laughs> um, so let's talk about um, incorrect ways to pray. We kind of touched on it earlier, as far as like praying for show right Mm -hmm. um and there's a time where you can pray for attention or pray um you can become boastful even in your prayer where you're like i pray better than you and i know all the scriptures and i right jesus addresses this in matthew chapter 6 verse 5 through 8 and again if you want to follow along that's matthew chapter 6 verses 5 through 8 And when you pray, you shall not be like the hypocrites, for they love to pray standing in the synagogues and on the corners of the streets that they may be seen by men. Surely, I say to you, they have their reward. 
But when you pray, go into your room, and when you have shut your door, pray to your father who is in secret, who's in the secret place, and your father who is in secret will reward you openly. And when you pray, do not use vain repetitions as the heathen do, but for they think that they will be heard for their many words. Therefore, do not be like them, for your father knows the things you have need of before you ask him. And so some people, it's like, this covers a lot of what we talked about earlier. Vain repetitions, those words that they just know. If I pray this, it sounds good. If I pray this, that's not going to move the father's heart because he knows. You might think you're fooling him. He's sitting there like, I hear you. They worship me with their lips, but their hearts are far from me. And so you, you, you can't fool God in prayer. Yeah. <laughs> you can't fool him at all. Um, and so you think like, okay, if I say this, God would rather you say your prayer be, God, I don't know how to pray. Yeah. Then for you to sit here and blah, 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 stuff that you heard people do. He would literally rather you say, God, I love you. Amen. He that moves his heart more than you praying a prayer that sounds good, but ain't even you. Um, and so don't get caught up on that um, because our praying publicly, it's a privilege, it's an honor to be able to pray before people. But if you're using it as a, I ain't that guy. Mm-hmm. I'm that like that's not it. That's not why we do I'm that. Him. Yeah, I'm him in prayer. <laughs> like that's not it. I'm himothy. <laughs> like, <laughs> like no, that's not it. Oh, um, yeah. Anybody have anything to add to that? I feel like if people like if we if we're praying in front of people, that's that means somebody's supposed to be edified. Who is edified mm. when you make it about you? And you make it about the ums and the ahs and all of that. Like, and that does the Lord and your brothers and sisters Christ, like in Christ, such a disservice, you know, like who is edified by that? What is what, you know, from heaven is brought down onto earth. Mm-hmm. You know, what could you be hindering because you're making it about you're making it about performance or, you know, being seen or heard or whatever. So that's mm-hmm. that's something that I try to remember, too. So good. Um, I like verse that verse five when it's saying that the whole street corner is to be seen by others. Somebody asked me one time, we have this um, teen and young adult service in at my church in Apex. And they were asking, again, I lead prayer, I lead intercession, um, or I'm one of the people that lead intercession. And they asked me, how do you pray? Like, how are you able to have moments where, you know, you exhort? If anybody's ever heard me pray before, especially on the mic, oftentimes I'll do a lot of exhortations. And I told them, um, I literally will be at my church and will pray the same way with nobody there. Like, I mean, like decreeing, declaring, prophesying, this, then the third, and the church is empty. Worst case scenario, it might just be me and like uh, the musician. Mm-hmm. We'll, he'll go to the strings and we will be there again for until, the, um, <laughs> until I get too tired or lose my voice because I'm yelling too much. Mm-hmm. But I said that to say, and I told them, I said, I, I'm okay with praying super hard with nobody there. And I'm okay with praying super soft with everybody there. Mm-hmm. It can't be for others. Yeah. It literally yeah. just can't be for what I feel like. And I mean, I feel like it's almost getting repetitive, but it's so key and it's so essential. And I think that that's what the word says. Like, don't be like those that just want to do it to be seen. If you're praying, ex- excuse me, if you're doing anything for God to be seen, that is your reward. And I hope it's good enough. And I hope <laughs> that it's cool. I yeah. hope that whatever yeah. affirmation you wanted them to tell you, I hope that that 
I hope that you can sleep with that because it literally means nothing. And I think that that's one of the hardest parts I've seen or one of the most frustrating things I've seen in the body of Christ is that we do so many things and we're doing it for that public. And man, I even hear you, Lord, Uh, even if when you're serving in church, if you're serving just so your pastor can see it, that doesn't mean that you are now this great servant because you're serving just because you know that they see it. So now that they see it, now I'm official. Now they're going to uh they're gonna be they're gonna talk about me in the meetings they're gonna do this that and the third like why are we worried about that go serve whether nobody sees it and know that my father in heaven is going to be the one that gives me the reward and it's about that it's not about what everybody sees that's good bro that's good that is your reward if you're doing it for for the show what you get is all you get yeah um that's so good bro so okay I've been praying, Kev, but God don't be answering none of my prayers. What's up with that? There's a lot of reasons why your prayers might not be answered. I'm going to start with one. Let's go to James chapter 4, verse 2 and 3. Again, that's James chapter 4, verses 2 and 3. You lust and do not have. In other words, you desire, but you do not have. You murder and covet and cannot obtain. You fight in war, yet you do, you do not have because you do not ask. So first, your thing is, you don't even ask. That's one. But you ask, verse 3, you ask and do not receive because you ask amiss that you may spend on your pleasures. So t- sometimes, in order for our prayers to be effective, they have to be in line with God's heart. If they are not, you will not see yeah. what you want to see. It yeah. says, we often says we often say the prayers of a righteous yeah. avail much, right? The scripture says the effectual, fervent prayers of a righteous person avail much. Much effectual, yeah. effective, meaning I'm praying within yeah. what God ask me to pray i'm yeah. praying within the That's his good. word i'm praying within his heart and his desires for me god your will be done if i'm praying outside of that i'm not going to be effective i'm not going to wow. see what i want to see um because god only blesses what he calls and so that goes to even our own lives like if if god's able to do anything yeah. right yeah, yeah, for sure. if god wanted to he could literally make a car fall out the sky right now that's not in God's will. I know that sounds like a ridiculous example, but that's how we look sometimes when we ask for certain stuff. And it's like, yeah. God, God's like, where in the scriptures did you even get to think that that would be something I would do? Yeah. And so I know it seems a little harsh, but that's how yeah, yeah, yeah. foolish we look sometimes asking for stuff. And it's like, yeah. Yeah. I'm not there. He, I, You're praying somewhere and I'm not there. Yeah. Um I think just to add a more scripture, um, Abraham, when he's, I I got the scripture pulled up. When he is uh, Sodom and Gomorrah, Mm -hmm. he's about to destroy the whole city, right? Because they wilding. And he's like, yo, if you find, like, I don't know where he starts out, like 50. He's like, if you find 50 righteous people in this city, would you not, would you not destroy it? And God's like, if I can find 50, I won't destroy it. Yeah. He's like, all right, well, 
If you find 30, he's like, if I can find 30, I won't destroy it. He keeps going down. There there are no righteous people in this city. But the point is that Abraham understood God's heart. God, you are a righteous God. God, it's not in your will to kill those that are righteous. And so, God, if it be in your scope, if it be in your will to, if there anybody is righteous in this town, you should not kill them because you're not that type of God. Can I say one thing? Yeah. That, that's in, and you can keep going. That's why we have to learn how to be righteous without wanting something from God. Because yeah. if the people in the town would have already been focusing on being righteous, then we would have seen the miracle. Sodom and Gomorrah doesn't get destroyed. Yeah. So how many things get destroyed because we've only become righteous when we know God is about to do something or when we're asking God to do something, when we're expecting a miracle, when we're yeah, when we want promotion. Yeah. That's the time. But in reality, I think that that proves that, listen, we got to be righteous regardless and sometimes not even for ourselves. Yeah. Sometimes we have to be righteous so that somebody else doesn't get destroyed. If literally, if 10 other people would have been righteous, then cool. Sodom and Gomorrah is good. Lot would have been there. They would have been straight, even though, I mean, they probably still would have been in sin, but they wouldn't have got destroyed. And how many things, how many moments, how many spiritual things are getting destroyed because we haven't set ourselves apart? So I'm sorry. No, that's so good, bro. That brought me to another point. It flowed perfectly. Um, Solomon. Solomon said, God said, Solomon, whatever you have, it's yours. And Solomon said, Lord, I pray that you give me wisdom so that I can lead your people the best way. And God's like, since you didn't pray that you would have a long life, since you didn't pray for blessings and you didn't pray for all of these things, because he could have, God's asking you, you can have whatever you want. A lot of us are like, Lord, give me, let me get that money, right? <laughs> No, like, let's be real. If God sometimes, if God said, "Yo, you can have whatever you want," you'd be like, "I want this, that, that, that." Solomon said, "I want wisdom so that I could lead your people properly." Yeah. And so he said, "Because you've asked for that and not your own stuff, I'll give you wisdom, but I'll also give you all of that other stuff. I'll give you the money. I'll give you the kingship. I'll give you uh, the palace. I'll give you all of this stuff, the temple, because you asked what I wanted, not what you wanted." Yeah. And so when we begin to pray prayers that God wants for us, he's like, bet, that's nothing. I already wanted to give you this anyway. Some things only come by agreement and declaration. Like there's some stuff that's like God has held up for you. He's literally like holding it. But until you agree with it, until you go to his word and recognize that, wait a second, this says that I, as a child of God, am owed this. Until you say, Lord, according to your word, blah, 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 this is mine, right? I've never seen a righteous forsaken or a seed begging for bread. So if I'm, if I'm in a place of poverty, I have to ask God, one, your word says this. Why do I not have? And then I also have to check my heart. Because yeah. the word also says that God will not give beyond what you can handle. Yeah. And there's even a scripture in Proverbs. I, I don't, I'm butchering it. I don't have it word for word. But it essentially says that. If you had any more than what you have right now, you wouldn't even come to me. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so he's saying, even in my grace for you, mm. you the poverty is a is actually my grace yeah. Yeah, yeah, working yeah. on your behalf. Wow. Because otherwise you would be somewhere else, totally jacked up yeah. 
and not serving me and not make it to the kingdom of heaven. And so then I might have to I pray, God, let my heart be in alignment with you and allow me to handle what exactly it is that you have for me. Right. Because some people can't handle riches. Yeah, it's real. Yeah. If I could say one thing, I think to add to that question, timing is so important. When it comes to why we wonder, like, oh, well, God, you're not answering my prayers. Um, and again, we understand Kronos versus Kairos, and we understand God is this imminent God. It's always now. We understand that they don't we, know. They don't, oh, they don't, a, lot, a lot of people okay. don't know what that means. All right, I'm sorry. Kronos, Kairos. Kronos is what we are. God literally tells us in Genesis that he gave us this understanding of night and day so that we can keep up with the seasons. That's Kronos. That's uh, chronological things. That's what Kronos is, whereas God operates in Kairos. It's literally something that's imminent. It's something that's now, and that's what God operates in. The problem is when those two things merge, we're praying from the glimpse and from the perspective of Kronos. Mm -hmm. So, and God is just like it's now. So all the time, our body is always trying to catch up with what God has already said, declared, and done. That's what mm -hmm. the natural is always trying to catch up with the spirit. And every it's, it's always trying to catch up. So the problem is we'll pray and we're like, God, like I need you again. We're talking about Abraham. Abraham prays and God says, listen, I'm going to give you a son. He says this at what I believe it's 75, 14 years later, he gets Ishmael. Um, and then another 25 years, he gets uh, Isaac. But the problem is. So was for 24 years, was he not faithful? Was he still not God? Mm. Because he didn't do it in the timing that we went. And I think that the problem I've seen is that when God doesn't do things in our timing, then we start to doubt God and we allow that to be something that really frustrates our faith. I was going to bring up another scripture, Second Chronicles 7. Verse 14, uh, again, this is this concept of why God and when God uh, doesn't answer our prayer. Second Chronicles 7, verse 14, and the Bible says, If my people, which are called by my name, shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then will I hear from heaven uh, and will forgive their sin and will heal their land. It's a lot of if-thens. It's a lot of things, but it's so much more than just prayer. If my people who are called by my name shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways how much of your part are you doing before you're demanding god to do his That's so good. how much are you putting in because it's literally if you do this then uh, and i tell people all the time god can like kevin said like cancer sickness money those things don't they're so easy to god like 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 yeah. the things that we demand and we're like oh if this happened they're so easy to god god's not worried about those things god wants to know can your heart turn to me in this way and yeah. then i'll i'll do all that i'll heal your land cool i can heal there will never be another sickness if it was up to it, there could literally never be another sickness if god did if god wanted that to be the case if that was if he has the power to do that so i just think that we have to remember what role we play in it as well Man, that's so good. We, uh, <laughs> I was gonna let you go. Um, a thought that I had too is Matthew six thirty three. I think we already mentioned it, but when you seek ye first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, then all these things will be added unto you. Those things he was talking about was um, food, shelter, clothing, right? Um, and like those are basic like necessities, right? Um, and you know, but really, that, like that's everything. He said everything, you know, will be will be added unto us. And I think that you know, we were talking about like other people. We were speaking about um, you know, praying on behalf of others and things like that, and being, you know, who we need to be um, 
you know, in order to intercede and things like that. And like that time invested in, you know, we spend a lot of time like praying about our own needs and our own desires and everything mm-hmm. like that. But like that time invested in also, you know, like praying for others um, and praying God's kingdom come, that's all of that. It's, it's worth it, you know, because yeah. all of that will be taken care of. Your desires will be taken care of. And I think that we um, get so like wrapped up in the fact that like I used to have this like thought that if, okay, if I didn't pray about every single thing and be super meticulous about like every mm-hmm. single thing, then it wasn't going to happen and God wasn't going to hear my prayer. But that's not true. Like, and it's a, it's a workspace mindset that we have to be freed from. Like, it's yes, you come to him with all of those things, but it shouldn't be a, a thing like anxiety shouldn't be driving it. Um, Lack of trust shouldn't be driving it like mm-hmm. it. You know, if we trust that his word is true, if and if we we know the character of God, then we can know that again, if we seek first the kingdom of God, his purpose is like all of these things will be added unto me. Mm, yeah. This is going to sound some things you don't have to ask for. Yeah in prayer sometimes you just like i said you have to agree and you have to declare that you will see what it is that he said you'll see mm-hmm. so sometimes we spend this time pleading like god i pray that you would just da 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 and it's like i already told you you have that yeah it says do not work like look at the birds in the sky mm-hmm. look at the lilies they they don't labor or spin but does your heavenly father not provide for them yeah. how much more how much more valuable are you than flowers yeah. and birds? So I might not have to spend as much time saying, God, I pray that you would, I would have enough money to live. That's a prayer that's, God, your word says, I've never seen a righteous forsaken or a seed begging for bread. I agree with this word and I declare that I will see what you've already promised me in your word. That's different than saying, Lord, please, God, if you just find it in your will to provide for me. He's already told you he would do that. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so yeah. I, he recognizes prayers that are according to his word. Yeah. And so sometimes it's like you might be begging for something. He doesn't even see it because that's not that's not my heart. Yeah. I already you're not even praying anything that I can recognize because it's not my will. Can I say one thing? And I think because uh, we're, we were talking about scripture and how to pray scripture. The problem is a lot of people think because you can't remember a lot of scripture that that eliminates you from being able to pray a lot of scripture. Like in your time of prayer, have a scripture on your phone, mm-hmm. read it, pray it, yep. do it again. <laughs> it's yep. a simple concept. And I'm not trying to to say it in a way where it's like, oh, it's just so elementary. No, it really is. Like, like prayer actually is a lot simpler than we make it. So if we literally use, I remember my, when my spiritual parents were teaching me about prayer, they're saying, yeah, you got you to pray the scripture. So I would literally get, get whatever scripture I was learning, whatever scripture of the week, whatever scripture of the month that you're trying to do, and just do that scripture. I would pray it. I would try to add it into my prayer life until eventually, cool, it's added. It's, it's there. It's, you're going to be able to say it. Again, you're always going to be able to pick from your well but you have to put and deposit things into the well so deposit into the well use it and make like almost force yourself to have to do it if you have to remember even if you're reciting a scripture once a day i promise you in a week you're gonna know the scripture once a day make it twice a day if you want to be real saved and i promise (laughs) you you're gonna get it and if you do that again if even if you just do one scripture a week 
It's 52 in the year. You know more scripture than a lot of Christians if you know 52 scriptures. Like, nah, a seriously. lot of Christians. For so. real. Let's, uh, let's put that into practice, right? Matthew 6, 33. But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all of these things shall be added to you. So, Lord God, we just thank you, God, for your word, Lord, that uh, confirms who we are, affirms what you've given us, confirms what you've promised us, Lord. And we just agree with your word, God, that says that we should seek first your kingdom and your righteousness, God, and all of the things of our desires, clothes, food, what to do, what to wear, God, all of these things, God, will be provided, God, because of your word, and it says so, God. And Lord, you are not a man that, sh that you should lie. God and so we believe your word God we stand on your word God on your promises for your promises are yes and amen Lord and so we agree and we believe that we have all of the things uh, provided for that we need in Jesus name amen amen and so it's like it's really that simple it's like you just take one that's how you become mm -hmm. I don't want to say good but that's how you become effective in prayer mm -hmm. is by saying let me take this word let me read it let me try to understand it let me pray it yeah. and then that that's it there's no better prayer than the word of god yeah. um yeah <laughs> you good yeah all right all right we're almost done that's a lot i still got here but i ain't gonna hold this here forever um you said one thing praying for others though i think that's a big thing that i didn't really do much of really honestly until like recently like you know like the last year or two like really actually tapping in into praying for others and i've noticed such a difference when i pray for other people versus my own self i realized like man i've just been so selfish in prayer and like let me just pray about me 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 yeah. um and you know there's a famous quote like if you all of your prayers were answered would only your life change or yeah. would the whole world change and i was like mm. I, a large part of my life if all my answers all my prayers were answered kevin wilson's life would be great the rest of the world would not change at all and so i'm like that's a problem um and so the bible says in let's go first timothy chapter two um one through four first timothy chapter two verse one through four i urge you first of all to pray for all people ask god to help them intercede on their behalf and give thanks for them pray this way for kings and all who are in authority so that we can live peaceful and quiet lives marked by godliness and dignity this is good and pleases god our, our savior who wants everyone to be saved and to understand the truth. So, first of all, pray for all people, everybody. That includes people you don't like. We're going to get to that in one second. But that includes the people you don't like either. So, um, ask God to help them intercede on behalf. Pray this way for kings. We don't, I mean, at least not in America, we don't really have kings, presidents, government officials, leaders in power, pray for those people we oftentimes complain about the circumstances that we have but it's like when did you the last time you prayed for the president when's the last time you prayed for your governor and your state right. um when like how would anything change other than prayer and so take some time and write out a list of things to pray for um so i started doing that recently where i have a list of different categories where i say like friends and family my church um 
the podcast there's so many different categories you have in your life work um whatever and take a certain day out of the week some people do it where they have like every monday is my day to pray for family i kind of switch minds around where i just look at the list and say what am i going to do today but i have a list where i like i have specific people's names on it um or when somebody's talking to you and and they ask for prayer a lot of times we go yeah bro i'm gonna pray for you because you forget by the time you at the you in your car um but i have a list a running list on my phone of, of those times when people do say i have this going on or have that can you pray for me i'm like yeah let me write that down so that when i do get to that time that dedicated time of prayer i can uh, lift that up to god because it's truly something about praying for somebody else that even blesses you yeah. he who refreshes others himself will also be refreshed um and so when you pray for other people you find that god's willing to do for you like imagine I don't have children, but imagine I had a child and I give him five dollars and he goes around to all his friends and he gives them he gives them all a one. And I'm like, man, you done gave all your money away. Let me give you some more money yeah. just because of how generous you were. Um, same thing with your prayers. When you pray for other people and you say, man, let me pray for uh, this friend. Let me pray for this person. God's like praying for your people let me let me make sure you got everything you need uh same way so and kind of to that point too like a lot of people you know they see people like prophesy and they see people you know like receive burdens from the lord and things like that like the meaning like you know the lord placing it on your heart like hey pray for this country or pray for this um state of being or pray for whoever and whatever right like a lot of people want that but How's your heart towards people? Like, I think that's a big thing, too. Like, we want, you know, we want to be used by God. But at the same time, our hearts can sometimes be ugly towards people. Or we don't necessarily care about people's hearts. And we don't necessarily care about their, what they have going on. Or, you know, how we talk to people. Things like that, you know? Like, I think that's really important. Um, You know, before I was saved, like... The Lord really had to work on me, like with my 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 attitude with people and things like I was always angry. Like you might not believe it now. <laughs> but <laughs> but I was really I was nah, always we believe, angry. Play, play, all right, play, all right. Play, play. <laughs> but like I was always angry and I was just like just resting face. Like that was me, you know? Like but you know, like the Lord, like when I came to Christ and I realized like how we're supposed to treat one another, how we're supposed to honor one another, like and how our hearts, like everything starts from the heart, like out of the heart flows the issues of life. Like, yeah, I was like, my prayer was, Lord, work on my heart, like change my heart, like remove my stony heart, give me a heart of flesh. And mm-hmm. um, when he started doing that, that's when I could, you know, there's some of us who can't emote, you know, back going back to the whole emotions thing. There's some people who, because we don't allow ourselves to feel and we don't allow God to tap into those places in our hearts. But um, yeah, so my, my prayer specifically in that, in that season, um, more so was like lord change my heart like i don't want to be angry i don't want to feel like cussing people out like i don't want to be flicking people off in in traffic and things like that you know and the more that i started allowing him to to work on me and the more i allowed him to um transform my heart and and the more my prayers were you know renew me you know like Mm -hmm. i began to you know just be hear hear more on other people's behalfs and you know be trusted with intercession and be trusted with you know him he could tell me this is what this person has going on 
pray for that or yeah. whatever or tell this person I said this or what what have you, you know? Mm-hmm. The scripture, um, who can ascend the hill of the Lord? Only those with clean hands and a pure heart. Yeah. It's that pure heart that we need to even be able to be in that place where we can receive anything from God or even pray properly for our, our, our neighbors, our friends, our loved ones, because um, you can let circumstances, you can let how people done you mm-hmm. wrong. You can let all of this stuff distort and corrupt your ability to pray for people. Yeah. But it's going back to that posture like you just described, like, Lord, I got a stony heart right now. My heart is not pure. Purify me, oh God, that I might be able to do what you've called me to do, yeah. right? And so, again, like we said earlier, you got to pray to even be able to pray. Yeah. Like, I got to ask God, help me. I'm struggling. Yeah. I This dude just did me dirty. I don't want to pray for him. Yeah. But I know your word says that I should pray. I know your word says perfect timing. I say to you, love your enemies. Bless that Bless those who curse you, do good to those who hate you, and pray for those who spitefully use you and persecute you, that you may be sons of your Father in heaven, for he makes his sun rise on the evil and on the good, and sends rain on the just and on the unjust. For if you love those who love you, what reward have you? Do not even the tax collectors do the same? And if you greet your brethren only, what do you do more than others? Do not even tax collectors do so. So it's like, if nothing else, I could be obedient. I ain't got to like it, yeah. <laughs> but I could be obedient. Yeah, and it gets easier. Yeah. As you as you, as you you do that, as you pray, as you get wisdom and understanding, you become, you start to become unmoved by things. The, the Bible says a person with, with, uh, with wisdom uses words with restraint. And the person who has understanding is even tempered. Or other versions say a person with understanding has a calm spirit. Meaning, I I know that your heart is deceitful. I know that your the heart of man is wicked. And so it doesn't feel good that this person did me this way. But I have understanding. And now my understanding has allowed me to just let me mellow out. I'm going to pray for this person. And by doing so, if I help my neighbor... If I give water to those that uh, do me dirty, if I give something to eat to somebody, the Bible says, by doing so, you heap coals of burning, what was it, burning Burning coals coals on their head. Even then, I still win. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) If I just stay in that posture of prayer. So, um, we could do this forever, but I ain't going (laughs) to do us like that. Um, It's been a, a fun episode. I hope that it's like really... I hope every episode does this, but I really this is a foundational topic. This is a uh, a topic that affects every area of life of, of your life, and so we're on. This is season five, but even in season five, I still felt the need to go back. I don't want to say backwards, but go back to the, the the fundamentals, the foundations, because there's never you can never know enough about prayer. You can as long as you live, and you're still gonna find new areas of of improvement of of efficiency in prayer and so i pray that this episode really helped you be able to walk in your daily life and say god i'll always pray i pray at all times 
rejoice always, pray continuously, give thanks in all circumstances. I'll pray for my enemies, those that don't like me. I'll pray according to your word. I'll pray when I don't feel like it. I'll pray when I do feel like it. I'll be able to sit still and pray, but I'll also be able to pray when I'm on the move. Um, because there's no time. The Bible says men ought always to pray and not faint. And so the moment that you stop praying... And the moment that you feel defeated in prayer is the moment that your life is, you're spiritually dead. It says lose heart. If I took your heart out your body, you'd die. If, if you stop praying, you spiritually die. And so um, if you feel like, man, I'm stuck, I'm stagnant, pray. Go stay in that place of prayer until you start to see and feel and, and, and not feel physically, but spiritually um, the change in your life. So I'm going to pray for us uh to close out and then we're going to just take a little time to just worship god if you have to go um feel free but we're just going to take a second to worship god and pray and just um commune with the father and so one last thing matter of fact i'm gonna do that in my prayer so lord god we just thank you um thank you for this day god thank you for allowing us to be here god thank you for raising the topic of prayer god yes. that we may be able to communicate with you at all times god lord that there would never be a time in which we're not praying god lord remind us that um you called us to prayer god that you've um built us in a way that if we don't pray god we will not be the way that you called us to be lord so allow us to be reminded that we're built for prayer god um that it is not something that we have to um labor at god but that if you give us your grace god we can pray um and not just do it because we know we need to but we can enjoy spending time with you that we can seek the father's heart seek your heart god and know that the place of prayer is the best place for me god that we would delight in the secret place lord that we would delight in your presence god that we would love it here god and so we just thank you god for your word thank you god for um, a reminder of what to pray god and i pray that um just for the needs of those that are watching, God, that they would be fulfilled, Lord, that every desire, every prayer, every cry, God, would be, um, excuse me, met according to your word and your will, Lord. And so we just say thank you, God. I also pray, God, for um, the person watching this, God, that doesn't have uh, a relationship with you, um, that, that has not given their life to Christ, Lord. And I pray that you would draw them to you, God. And so we pray for those that are not... Uh, that haven't given their life to you, God. And we pray right now in the name of Jesus, God, that they would accept that call, Lord, that they would um, come to the body of Christ, Lord, that they would recognize that their home is in heaven, God, and that they would uh, answer that call to, to, to follow you, to pursue you, to give their life to you, God. And so if that is you, whether you're watching this episode in person or online, just repeat this prayer after me and say, Lord God, I thank you. I thank you for dying on the cross. I thank you for dying for my sins. I confess my sins to you. And I repent, Lord. God, I turn away from my sin. And I walk into your open arms. And I accept the salvation that you've given me through your son. And it is in Jesus' name that I am saved. 
And so if that was you that prayed that prayer, if it's online, um, please leave a comment and let us know. If it's in person, we'll definitely like to pray with you and talk to you afterwards. Um, but God, we just say thank you for this moment. Thank you for this time. Thank you for this podcast, Lord. And we thank you even for the fact that we get to pray out here publicly, God. There are places in the world where they would be killed if they were seen raising the name of Jesus. But we get to openly declare and decree the name of Jesus to those on speakers, God, those are that are around us, God. So let your presence saturate this place, God, as we move into being able to worship you, God, as worship is already going on in this part, God. Let it continue even here, Lord. So it's in Jesus' name that we do pray. Amen. Amen. Amen.